0: They were unforgettable moments, waves of unrest that flowed from the streets of Minneapolis to the rest of the country, born from an unforgettable video. Hi, everyone. I'm CNN correspondent Omar Jimenez here in Minneapolis, where it's going to be a day of remembrance and reflection, but also one that includes a celebration of George Floyd's life and legacy through memorial events like the one we're outside of right now in downtown Minneapolis. I'm in for David Chalian, and this is the CNN Political Briefing. Today marks the anniversary of George Floyd's death. The Biden administration promised they would create police reform legislation by now, but that hasn't happened yet. That doesn't mean the work has stopped though. It's been happening on the ground in Minneapolis on a number of fronts. Last week, for example, activists met in the basement of a Minneapolis church. The difference now is that there's more awareness of the atrocities that the Minneapolis Police Department has been getting away with for decades. That's the difference. That's Pastor Ian Bethel from New Beginnings Baptist Ministry. He's one of the leaders of the Unity Community Mediation Team. They've been working directly with the Minneapolis Police Department in hopes of turning it into a better one. AJ Flowers is a co-chair for the Young People's Task Force within the mediation team, focused on setting up the next generation of community citizens and leaders. He's also running for city council in the district that includes the intersection where George Floyd was murdered. The future is what matters. And we all got children, or we all got younger people out here, and it's even seven, eight-year-olds who's, who's afraid when they see police. Back in 2003, this group negotiated a federally-mediated memorandum of agreement detailing concerns over use of force, police-community relations, and more. A document signed by then-Sergeant Medaria Arredondo. He's now the chief of police and part of why the group is renegotiating. What are you going to do when the people you're fighting, if it's the mayor, the governor saying, let us in, hear us out. And they finally go, open the door and say, come on in, sit down and see what happens is that happens. Then we get down, they sit down, they're like, so what is it that you want? Then we, uh, so um, we don't really have that plan because we're so used to not being hurt. But the push for police reform has been ongoing for decades. Meanwhile, names, hashtags, Jamar Clark, Breonna Taylor, Philando Castile. Black faces, they begin to run together. And the kid runs up to me like, Mr. Thompson, Mr. Thompson, they just killed someone in Brooklyn Center. And I'm like, wow. And that was Dante Rice murder. Minnesota State Representative John Thompson's friend, Philando Castile, was shot and killed by a Minnesota police officer in 2016. That officer was never convicted on any charges. Hey man, we could have saved George Floyd's life in 2016 when Philando was murdered. We could have saved Dante Rice's life when George Floyd was murdered. Had we just, like, looked at police accountability pieces seriously and said, we're going to put an end to this right now. But strategies over how to proceed with police have been divided at times. City Council President Lisa Bender and others have led attempts to dismantle the police department in favor of a wider encompassing community safety department. We have invested, like so many cities, for years, for decades in policing as Basically, the only way we're investing in keeping people safe. So people think of policing as synonymous with safety, but it isn't working. The mayor of Minneapolis, Jacob Fry, sees it differently. These programs need to operate as supplemental to the work that is underway already in our police department. You, you need law enforcement, and you need the community-driven approach working simultaneously. Fry points to changes they've made in the past year bans on chokeholds, requiring intervention on unreasonable uses of force by officers, and more. Even as the winds of change blow across the country, the path forward for police reform is still unclear. But after decades of attempts, communities like Minneapolis are still hurting and are working to bring change sooner rather than later. Here's Pastor Bethel again. And what we're going to do and what we are doing is to make sure we have proper law enforcement in our black community, in our brown communities. We have to be serious about being at the table and making some concrete decisions about reform that will last generationally. One year ago, a video shook the world. But if police reform legislation doesn't catch up with activists' efforts to bring about long-term change, it may not be the last. The stakes are high. Lawmakers have a chance to restore the black community's trust in police, even marginally, But the process will take time, and it won't be easy. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. Take a moment and be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Omar Jimenez. David Chalian will be back tomorrow.